Hello, and welcome to TV Therapy. I am your host, Ben Murray-Holmes, and in this podcast I'll be chatting all about TV to a whole host of guests, including my own friends and family. Each episode I'll ask my guests questions about the shows that they love, and hopefully gain some insight into them and the medium along the way. I'd also love it for any suggestions from you guys. Please let me know what could be done to improve this podcast and give me any suggestions of things to talk about. Interviews aren't the only things I'll be doing. There will also be digital roundtables where myself and multiple guests will chat about a specific show. But as for now, here is my guest for today. I just want to give out a quick spoiler warning for the following podcast. There may be some spoilers for Doctor Who. Today I'm joined by a friend of mine, former colleague of mine, Dennis Jones. How are you doing? Yeah, it's good to see you, mate. I'm not doing too bad at all. Been looking forward to this. How are you finding lockdown in general? I know you've been working a lot. Yeah, it's mainly it's mainly work, so that's pretty much takes up most of my day, but I found some enjoyment in I know this isn't a gaming podcast, but Jurassic World Evolution on the PC at the moment is my go-to thing. Nice. So, nice. Um, yeah. Seeing Sounds dinosaurs good. eat people makes me feel so good. <laughs> have you been watching a lot of TV? I well? have. So, yeah, I've been working a lot during um, lockdown. Um, uh, my job is in Southampton, so I've been basically shut away from that and doing everything there. But I've also been um, watching a fair amount of TV. Um, I've been watching some things that are probably going to come up during this conversation actually so okay. yeah um, Netflix Disney plus they've they've kind of kept me going I think it's really important that we have things on TV that we can enjoy that, that sort of take us away from the sort of negative things that are happening outside our window yeah exactly yeah um, are you a big TV watcher in general I've been all my life although it's a strange thing isn't it because it's changed a lot in the past sort of 10 years because you mm. used to just throw maybe BBC one or or maybe some of the Sky channels on or something, but now we've got everything in the palm of our hands when we want to watch it mm. at whatever time we want to watch it. So yeah, I've always, I've always been a, a big TV fan, but the way I watch TV has changed nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely the same for me. I never had like Sky or anything when I was a kid and now I've got everything. I've got Netflix and Disney plus it's hard for me to like say no to a streaming service there's so much to choose from and so much choice and so much good stuff. It's quite quite a hit on the bank account when you add it all up. Yeah, um, I think I think it's about, um, I've paid for Disney Plus in advance, but with everything else, I think I'm paying about 40 quid. It's crazy. So um, what we're going to do, I'm just going to ask you a few questions about TV, about your life with TV, what you like. Be open and honest. Give me your best answers. Um, yeah, we'll just have a nice chat. Okay. So what is the first TV show you fell in love with? I have two options and I love them both equally. I, yeah, I was lucky enough to get um, a TV in my room uh, when I was fairly young. Mm. And um, I remember one morning I was, I was just flicking around and there was this very interesting character who turned out to be the doctor on my TV screens as a rerun. Mm. Um, and I fell in love with that. I fell in love with Doctor Who quite easily when I was younger. But there was always um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy as well. Uh, that was that was another thing that I encountered. I'm 38 years old, so these things were on reruns in the yeah. sort of early 90s. Yeah, and it's very difficult. Sometimes people ask me which of those two I prefer. Um, it depends mm. on the, what what mood I'm in, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, yeah, so it's difficult, but yeah, those are the ones that I fell in love with first of all. Oh, amazing! Yeah, I mean, Doctor Who's kind of it's, it's a lot of people's favourites. Um, so that's classic. Who who was the who was the Doctor for you then? The uh, it was you saw? Peter Davison. But it's it's between him and Tom Baker for my favourite. What episodes? Logopolis, uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's one of my favourite episodes. But I mean, um, I also have an interesting... Uh, I watched it the other day, actually, because um, I've also got that Britbox yeah. thing. It's uh, Trial of a Time Lord, which oh, everybody yeah, yeah. hates. Everybody hates that. But I've always had, have, had a soft spot for that one as well. And I know that's not my two favourite Doctors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's um, there are so many. Like Robot is another one that I like as well. Uh, yeah, that's okay, a good episode. yeah, 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 yeah. See, I know a lot of the names, but I haven't seen a lot of the episodes. Yeah, Trial of the Time was that was Colin Baker, wasn't it? That was kind of mm-hmm. one of the few stories that really made its mark. It was, yeah. it was, it was interesting because it was basically the whole season. Um, um, I don't want to give away any spoilers because I'm sure there are people out there that haven't seen them that want to. But um, the whole se- season was about was the Doctor being set up uh, and manipulated, or 
was was he actually committing these crimes that he'd been put in front of the the court for so yeah i okay. i recommend it it's not probably not for everyone's taste but um it's probably because yeah. I, I enjoy um things to do with court and law and everything as well so like i get that with time lords it's brilliant love it yeah i've not seen it i've not i haven't quite delved into the back catalogue of um classic who really i've seen there's some william hartnell ones i like mm. i don't know if you've seen many of the sort of older older ones i've um, seen a few not yeah to be honest with you not as many as i perhaps should have before the revival i was a big fan of the dalek invasion of earth mm. i thought that was really cool because i love anything that's kind of like invasion apocalypse and that was a really cool story. But no, yeah, I mean, Classic Who's amazing. So you, are you still a big fan of Doctor Who? I am still a, uh, yeah, I'm still a massive fan of Doctor Who. I, I felt my love for it slipping during the Moffat years. Um, that wasn't yeah. anything to do with the actors or anything to do with... No, no, yeah. It, it was more that it was so convoluted. It was, it was like the writer was trying to tie us up in knots and then go, aha, see, got ya fooled you and um, yeah. I don't enjoy that I don't enjoy it when when the writer tries to think he's cleverer than the viewer um, yeah. and it's oh, yeah. really what you should be doing is yeah writing things that the viewer's got to untangle yeah. not to make yourself clever but to make the viewer clever and um, yeah it was it all by the end of his reign it was all there was an, an absolute mess that he was trying to untie and he just didn't do it I understand what you mean about that about that era of the show um, but the thing as you said like the actors are always good and that's true. I mean, no matter what Doctor Who era you're in, the person who plays the Doctor is always amazing. Yeah, I mean, do you know what? We'll probably go over this again in the future because <laughs> we've been meaning to do a Doctor Who podcast yeah. for a while. Yeah. And we'll get my friend Andrew and we'll we'll sit down and we'll have a mega Doctor Who chat and we'll split it into multiple podcasts. Let's do that. And I'll be right here. Um, but yeah, well, that'll, that'll be for the future because there's a lot of opinions going on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So let's move on to Hitchhikers for now. I've seen, is it the Hitchhikers TV show? I think there was only that one. Yeah. That's a great show. Tell me, why do you love it? Um, I was always a bit of a weird kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was always the kid that was like with his head to the stars, you know? Yeah. Um, so anything that, that took me away from uh, and gave me that sort of like I wonder what it looks like in another planet or I wonder how people interact with each other I've always been fascinated yeah. by so when I saw that it 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 really sort of it's got such great humor as well I have never really been able to put my finger on it but it just made me it gave me everything I wanted from a tv show the comedy mm. you know the drama uh, the interaction between the characters um um, and since then, I mean, I've actually got the DVD sat just behind my Mac there. Um, I've been watching that this week. I genuinely yeah. watch it every couple of months just be, just to give myself a bit of a boost. I've got the books. I've got the audio. Um, I've even got the film, but we won't talk about that. Um, I like the film. I don't know what you're talking about. I like the film. <laughs> it's good. It's good. But coming from loving no, yeah. the, the tv series so much if, if you separate the two completely then the, I, the film is is good on its own for me the tv series yeah. it just gave me that joy when i was younger i really loved it douglas adams is just such a great storyteller and it's just his uh, you know special brand of humor it's just so british and so funny i mean that's you know doctor who and hitchhikers they have they share so much in common they're all very british very sort of lovable uh, tweed wearing heroes essentially mm. i think i i watched it a few years ago i haven't gone back to it in a while but i, d I never get bored of them um mm. it's um uh, it's just something that i go back to time and time and time again mm. um whether it's the audio or reading the book or or watching yeah. the, the the series yeah, yeah. I, I can never get enough of that do you think that they'll do another tv show they'll they'll redo it see i'm i'm a bit torn with that because i want i would love that like with with today's technology and everything yeah. but also i worry that they'll screw it up but saying yeah. that when doctor who came back um you know that was yeah. a brilliant brilliant comeback they did that perfectly so maybe if they put russell t davis in charge of it it yeah. might actually work out yeah exactly i mean yeah you just need a good showrunner you need someone who actually really cares i mean that's that's kind of how it works out a lot in the, mm. in the past and recently we had the uh, his dark materials tv show that was a great adaptation. I mean, a new TV version, you know, see who they get to play all the characters again. I think it'd be fun. 
yeah i don't know off the top of my head i can't think who who i would want to um play the the characters but i wouldn't mind seeing matt smith um yeah in that i think he's got that sort of it's the awkwardness that he brings to roles like that that make him the perfect candidate cool so those are the the first shows you fell in love with you were a yeah. kid Doctor Who, the same for me, but I was more revival than classic Who. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on this. So on to question two, or just the next question. Uh, what show makes you laugh more than any other? I'm going to say two things here, um, and they are completely different shows. The first one is a, a topical sort of political show called The Last Leg on Channel 4. Okay, yes. Um, I love that. That always makes me laugh. I think there's um, a great connection between that show and what's going on in the world. And they, they get it sort of like they hit the nail on the head every time. So I really enjoy watching that. And also the in-betweeners, mainly because um, I've always mentioned, I've already mentioned that I was a bit of a, an awkward kid. Um, and definitely between the age of sort of 16 to maybe 21, my group of friends and I were very much the in-betweeners. <laughs> so when I watch it, I'm like, oh, God, yeah. It, it's taken me back to being a, an awkward teenager. Yeah, it's incredibly awkward and funny. Um, it was a show that I watched a lot as well um, when it was on. No, that's, I mean, that's a good choice. Last Leg as well, I've watched that. That's kind of very cutting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But they both make me laugh in different ways. And um, of course, leading on from um, from in between us, you've got Friday Night Dinner that I've started watching as well. And mm. it's just that awkward humour that you get from shows like that. When something goes wrong and someone says something, okay, and you're like, yeah. oh my God, that's hilarious. I can't believe that person said that. Um, yeah. And it's that sort of humour um, that mm. I enjoy. But for The Last Leg, it's just because they, they, they will find something that's going on in the country yeah. and they'll find a way to spin that and turn that into a joke and i enjoy that as well i'm very political politically minded so something like that is, is something i always enjoy i mean i get it completely with the in-betweeners i yeah i really love this show i love the i love the first movie um i really really liked that i yeah. liked that because it 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 grew the characters out and it fleshed them out and it made you care about them in ways you hadn't it made them kind of better people. Yeah. And by the end of it, you were kind of rooting for them and you kind of liked them a bit more. Um, yeah. And then I saw the second film and they kind of undid that. They did, didn't they? Exactly. I agree. Yeah. I don't like the second movie for that reason because by the end of the first movie, like you say, they'd all had their personal journeys that they'd gone mm -hmm. on through at, throughout that film. And by the end of it, they, they had actually changed and they'd probably grown up a little bit. Yeah. But of course, once they've grown up, what are you going to do when you want a second movie? It's been so yeah. popular. You yeah. have to undo that in order to try and make them into the, the characters they were originally. Yeah. But it doesn't quite work because they, you, once you've grown up, you can't have that character then go back on what they've learned because mm. you know they've already learned that from the previous film. Well, I mean, I definitely, I, I definitely relate to um, Will in particular um, mm. from when I was sort of 16 to 21. Yeah. Um, I definitely relate to that. I was the most awkward. And I think that's why I find him the funniest of them all because I'm like, it almost makes me embarrassed because <laughs> I'm looking back going, I can't believe how awkward I was back then. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. No, yeah, in between this is a great choice. Um, Last Leg, I don't watch too much of it, but I, when I see it on, it's, it's a really funny show. Okay, so I'm going to go on to question three. Um, what is a TV character you aspire to? This is going to be the craziest of choices, but there, there is reasoning behind it. And I'm going to choose The Undertaker from WWE. Um, okay. Because I'm sure that's classed as a TV show. Um, it must be. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Um, but there's a reason behind it. Because um, I've always been a fan of his, uh, of Mark Calloway, of The Undertaker, um, for the showmanship and for how good he is at his job and for how long he's done what he does and still gets out there and performs. Um, so I watched on the WWE Network um, something called The Last Ride, which is all about his his final journey in the WWE, really. I was pleasantly surprised at how humble the man is with all his successes, yeah. all he's done, all he's achieved, all the money he's earned, and all he does is think about other people. And to me, if I, can, if I could be a character where I can go out and be as special and spectacular as he has, but also behind the scenes, be that real person as well and be that humble, I can't describe the word I'm looking for, but yeah, it just made me think about my life really. Um, so I know that's quite a different answer to what, what we're looking for here, but just um, Mark Calloway and The Undertaker is one thing, I think. I mean, that's great. That's, that's left field choice. It's something that's personal to you. It is a TV show technically, 
and he's technically a TV show character. <laughs> so yeah, no. I mean that uh, works. I don't want to be the undertaker because I want to go and bury people. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to just walk around in a dark coat and a hat going, rest in peace. I want to just be okay, the humble side. So? Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, how long have you been a fan of his? I have been a fan of wrestling since I was about nine, eight or nine years old. I've been a fan of many wrestlers, Undertaker, Bret Hart, uh, British Bulldog, Macho Man Randy Savage, Shawn Michaels, um, modern day like Seth Rollins and and ones like that i don't watch it as much as i used to the silly thing is as well is the undertaker also reminds me of my nan who i was very close to because she used to watch the wrestling okay. and she used to pick up her walking stick and, and wave it at the tv going oh that undertaker <laughs> i'll get him i think in a way i think there's a connection between my, me and my nan at another level with that with that character as well so it's funny because he's a that's a character that's been been there consistently in my life since you know uh, so i'm 38 now so for what 28 years you know I've always been able to go and watch that character perform or watch watch Mark Calloway perform as The Undertaker and yeah it's just inspiring really to think that someone can portray that for so long um yeah and for me in my personal life I would hope that I can have as many successes as that in particular with my writing you know I'm trying to write my my book at the moment and for me if I can have the sort of career in a way that The Undertaker has had, you know, to tell a story in for yeah. so long and so many years across so many ways for so many people. That's how I want to be with my writing as well. I mean, that's great reasoning. Yeah, I mean... I went a bit deep with that, didn't I? No, that's perfect. <laughs> that's what I'm after. That's what I'm after. Thank you. On to the next question. Fairly simple one. What is a show you've been addicted to recently? Easiest answer, upload on Amazon Prime. Oh. It's absolutely brilliant. I don't quite know how to describe it but it's all about people that, that when they pass away they get uploaded to another world so they can mm. continue living and um the story that goes throughout this is incredible about love betrayal it's one of those ones that i i just watched through straight away i wasn't sure about it when i saw the adverts it looked quite funny it looked mm. a bit gimmicky it looked a bit silly and i was yeah. like do you know what i'll give it a go absolutely brilliant though i highly recommend it to anyone that gets the chance to watch that if you've got amazon prime you should be watching upload Okay, I'll put it on my list. It sounds it sounds like up my alley. Did you watch Devs at all when that was on? That was on BBC iPlayer. No, I didn't. No, that's that's another very similar kind of thing. It's it's about technology. It's um, yeah. Did you ever see Ex Machina? Nope. No, no, that's fine. Um, so Devs is yeah, that's a fantastic show as well. That's 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 about a sort of development company that is very sort of secretive. Um, it's got Nick Hoffman as well in it, and he's this cool. um the the dev head. And yeah, it's that is a fantastic show. That's so it's so creepy and weird and interesting as well. That's like really cerebral sci-fi. That nice. that's a good show. But um, no, yeah, upload sounds great. I want to give that a go. It's gonna go on the list. It it I I highly recommend it, and um, I'd be looking forward to what you think about it because I know that you're big into your TV as well. It's um, I wouldn't say it's on a level of something like I love Breaking Bad and shows like that, but it's it's um, it's good enough for me to say I highly recommend it. Um, and frustratingly, it ended on um, a slight cliffhanger. Okay. Uh, I say slight. Um, and now they're not able to film anything else for yeah, series two. Of course. That's... And so there's a long wait. It's like the boys been, as well uh, on Amazon Prime. I can't. I can't. I've a long wait for that now because of because of the lockdown. Um, yeah, I've um, I've only watched one episode of the boys. I thought that was pretty good. I need to give that more of a go as well. Again, highly recommend that. If I'm highly recommending something, then I think it should be watched. <laughs> uh, honestly, man, I've got so many shows on the go. Um, I'm trying to catch up. I, I call. I tend to watch the sort of shorter things, like the British half-hour sitcoms, because I can watch more of them. Um, but when it comes to like the yeah. big American shows that are like 50 minutes an episode, and there's like multiple episodes a season, it takes me longer to get through. Yeah, same unfortunately. here. But I, yeah, I do try. They're all on my list, and I'm trying to get through them as quick as I can. But yeah. I noticed that you watched The Stranger the other day, and you weren't too sure about that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have you seen that? I really liked it. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was interesting. I liked it as well. Um, I would give it like four stars or something, but yeah. it is mental. Yeah. Um, it's such a complicated show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it starts off with a really simple premise, but then it just builds and like has all these extra layers. And then you're kind of like, what? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are some great twists in there genuinely great twist and i was like oh yeah. the one in particular with the house yeah, um, yeah i was shocked 
and it was yeah, it's a really enjoyable series. I, I you know I wanted to watch after each episode. I was like, okay, what's, what's going to happen next? But generally, by the end of it, I was like, oh my head, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So many interweaving plots, and it, some of them just don't even really need to be there. But it was just it was a crazy show. I don't know if they renew that for a second season. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I don't know, but it was it was. You're absolutely right. It was a journey and a half. Um, and I'm not going to go on some Moffat bashing here, but it wasn't like what he did in Doctor. It wasn't uh, threads and things weave through it for the sake of it. And there were a few yeah. that didn't come to anywhere. But these things actually mostly most of them had payoffs, and that's yeah. what I found interesting. Thing. um yeah. it's like because there were some parts i was like yeah i know what's going on here and i'm very good at predicting what's happening in the tv show yeah um and i was like yeah i know what's going on here i know what's going on here and i was completely wrong i was like i didn't see that coming but it was yeah. it was it made sense with the narrative of what was happening afterwards mm-hmm. but not before it, no it was great and i had a great time because it had a great cast and i love seeing anthony head in something because he's not in the yeah. things um jennifer saunders was great in it i was surprised yeah. that she was doing this dramatic role yeah, it was a really fun show to watch. It had it kept you on the edge of your seat as well. So, but it was, I mean, I didn't really know what to think of it. I don't know if it's a good show or not. I just kind of <laughs> enjoyed it. No, that's good. Um, anything else you've been sort of addicted um, to at the moment? Anything? Mainly, it was just upload. Um, I've got to get back on to watching some of the things that um that I've um I've got stored on both Netflix, Amazon, oh, and of course Disney Plus. There's things that I want to watch on that. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've got to make a start on those because I know we've got some cool programs coming up on Disney Plus soon, like the um, Winter Soldier um, series and all those bits and yeah. pieces. As soon as that comes out, everything else is going to be put on the back burner because that's just going to be my life for about a week. Well, that's the thing. There are some shows that you kind of, you just like immediately start watching and then you mm-hmm. don't, you just watch it till the end. Like anytime Stranger Things comes out a new season, yeah. you're just like, right, binge all that and then get back to the other shows. Yeah. Once I've done yeah. that, it's... Um, I imagine that's what happened because Mandalorian season two, luckily that is in the bag. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I've been also. I'm. I'd listened to when I listened to Lammy's podcast. He said he was on episode four or five. I'm actually at the same point. Yeah. Um, but because the problem I've had at the moment is because what happened with me is I was watching the Mandalorian, really enjoying it. Then I watched one episode of Upload. I'm like, yeah, I'm having that. And then there are other bits and pieces that I'm watching as well as trying to work at the same time. Yeah. I just haven't had the chance to to finish that, and it's one of those things that. I want to sit down and just focus my eyes on it because I love the I love the whole Star Wars universe. I love that world. Mm. I'm one of those people that even like the Solo movie, you know. So I, I, like I want Solo, to. Yeah, it's brilliant. I've got a friend who hates it, and I'm like, no, not having that. I'm afraid. Really enjoy it. No, I really, I really, I think I watched it a bunch of times in the cinema because yeah. I had time to kill, so I would just go see a movie. And Solo was, it was the best choice on. It's a really yeah. it's kind of just you can just enjoy it for the visuals. Mm. Um. Cool. I mean, anything else you, you got? So let's just upload you. Yeah, I, I'm just going to recommend upload. It, 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 I'd be interested to know uh, what the listeners think of that. Um, I will try and give it a go myself. Yeah, it's on, it's on that. I'll probably just stick it on one evening and then watch an episode and then I'll be like, cool. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. come at me with it. I'd love to know what you think because I, yeah. I, I genuinely really enjoyed it. But there's not much else that I've got deep into at the moment. But that's the one that I definitely got addicted to. You know, I've I've been sort of switching around and watching a lot of old bits and pieces. The thing that Disney Plus has brought into my life is being able to go back and watch a lot of old stuff that from when I was younger, even um, like Chip and Dale and stuff like that. So yeah. I've, I've been sort of going back and going, oh, I used to love that when I was a kid. Let me watch that. So, yeah, it's taken that's sort of taken over the sort of newer things that I'm addicted to. Um, so, yeah, nothing else at the moment. Yeah, well, I recommend devs. Um, it's probably a lot. I mean, I haven't seen upload, but it's it's, it's a lot more sort of cerebral kind of if you know what i mean it's it's mm. very like thinky sci-fi did you see arrival i did yeah 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 it's more like that so it's more kind okay. of like arty but it's amazing it is amazing awesome i'll give it a go okay so what is your ultimate comfort food tv show i, I, I keep mentioning lammy he's gonna think i'm obsessed but he mentioned the mm. x-men's tv show from the 90s um and yes. i i tend to go back and watch that and then have the theme tune in my head for about a month um, but I'm I'm going to say something that's completely different to anything I've said today, and Good. I, that's casualty. <laughs> casualty. I Fantastic. love casualty. Yeah. Okay. I, uh... <laughs> that's amazing. I love the diversity of your answers. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah, please. Um, I watch it every single week, um, without fail. 
Um, if I do happen to be out of the house and I can't watch it, it gets recorded and I watch it straight away as soon as I can. It's just one of those things that I, it sounds harsh because I think all the actors in it are great and they do a brilliant job, but I don't have to think. So I don't have to sit there and, and there's no massive plots or anything going on yeah. and everything is manageable. It's like you're following a path for everything that's going on. You can see what's happening. I absolutely love it. I, I genuinely love Casualty. And um, it's one of those things that makes me happy every single Saturday. Oh, that sounds cool. I am not a soap watcher. I can get why soaps are popular. Like in many ways, like the idea of soaps, it kind of blows my mind. Because it's just a TV show that's just constantly going on and on. And one of the bigger questions I had during the whole lockdown is like, how is it going to affect soaps? Yeah, that's, like, what, that's what I'm wondering. I'm fascinated. Like, what's going to happen? Are, are they going to mention it? Are they going to pick back up the storylines and kind of just pretend nothing happened? Are they going to mention it? Are they going to have episodes where people are indoors? For like whole periods, I'm fascinated. Yeah. What's going to happen with soaps, man? I don't know. Well, I know that Casualty had to cancel an episode. I think it was three weeks ago because it was mentioning a disease that had happened in the hospital. Yeah. Um. So they cancelled that episode. Um. And at that point, I was like, Oh, are they going to bring it back? But it, yeah, it came back, and it was on last week and this week. And I don't know how many episodes they've got in the bag, but I'm wondering yeah. what happens when they run out of of, of episodes. It's, well, that's um, it. I mean, soaps you usually do they they film way in advance, and mm. that's why. Soaps are always awkward because they have like outdated music and they try to make it current. And then it's like yeah. a song from like six months ago that they're playing and it's kind of. A <laughs> um, is Casualty, how regular is that? Is that every, that's every week? It's every Saturday. Um, I think it's usually on at about between eight and nine o'clock. The time shifts quite often. But it's yeah. just made me think of something when you said to me about a character I aspire to. And I would say Charlie from Casualty as well. Because okay. he's, a, he's a good guy. He's always yeah. looking out for other people. Um, so that's another weird answer, but yeah. I, yeah. But yeah I mean, I, I mean, they're two very different answers, Undertaker and Charlie from Casualty. Um, they are probably <laughs> the opposite ends of the spectrum, but I respect both of those answers. But that's typical of me. I just have the most outrageous <laughs> answers to everything. And people will listen to this podcast and go, I'm sure there's probably three different Dennis's answering the questions here, but <laughs> I just answer what comes into my head, to be honest. So I, I hope it's not off tv for too long because i don't know what i'll do between eight o'clock and nine o'clock on saturday <laughs> evenings <laughs> reruns rewatches. uh, uh I, I, I do sometimes do that yeah, yeah i've actually watched reruns of casualty from like 20 years ago oh my god i saw i watched soaps when i was young when my um my mum used to watch them there were some storylines that i get interested in where like you know violent things happen like when coronation street did their um 50th anniversary tram crash mm. like week I was super into that because it was just like insane. I'd say I don't really watch, I've, I used to watch in the past, I've watched Casualty, uh, not Casualty, EastEnders and all the other bits and pieces. Yeah. I don't tend to watch them unless I know there's a big storyline coming up. Then I'll watch that episode yeah. just to see how they pull it off because it's incredible the, the, the way they, they are able to do a massive story like that. Yeah. Um, or the, the live episode of Coronation oh, yeah. Street really, really interested me. And I think there was an EastEnders one as well. Yeah. I just find that really interesting because you're put, you're taking these actors and you're really showing that they are talented. It doesn't matter that they're on a soap. You yeah. know, these people are able to pull off, you know, doing live TV with that yeah. script. Yeah, I, I think people that work on soaps are, are some of the hardest working people, some it's, hardest working it's actors. It's crazy, yeah. It's the amount of work that must go into it and planning ahead and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't watch them, but I, you know, I respect them. Okay, so um, on to the next question. This one is kind of just, what are your favourite TV quotes? Do you know what? This is a difficult one, and there's only two quotes that I can think of that come to mind. Um, okay, give me one now, and then do the other one in a bit. Okay, so, so <laughs> the first one is the most obvious, I am the doctor. Um, okay. And <laughs> anything to do with anything that ends, I am the doctor, is... Um, is something I wish I could get away with. It's like, I want to go down to the shop and they say to me, no, sorry, Dennis, we do not have that item you want. And I go, wow, I've traveled 500,000 miles. I am 350 years old and I have conquered galaxies and I am the doctor. And then they just look at me and go, yeah, right, let's, let's call for <laughs> someone here. Um, I wish that sort of thing would happen for me, you know. Um, I think my second quote will be a better one, but anything with I am the doctor <laughs> is, is something that whenever I'm talking to my nephew, it tends to be something that comes up as well. 
usually with gifts. So um, that was the first one that came into my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I'm the Doctor is also the name of the Murray Gold track, which is Matt Smith's theme. If I would. Yeah, yeah, which it is. is a great theme. Yeah, um, and also I'm reminded of the uh, the Doctor quote from Voyage of the Damned, where I, I I'm paraphrasing, but he's I am the Doctor. I I am a Time Lord. I am 907 yeah. years old yeah. from the planet Gallifrey from the constellation of Cerberus. Man, that's save, really. I'm going to save you on. and all eight billion people on the planet below. Something like that. Paraphrasing, but. I mean, we'll go with that one. You've done a better job than I have. We'll go with that one. Okay, cool. <laughs> right, on to the next question. What is the show that has meant a lot to you? It keeps coming up and it's Doctor Who. And um, I, th- I think the reason, the reason that Doctor Who means a lot to me is because obviously I've been watching it since I was a kid. We've covered that. Yeah. Um, but throughout my life, I've gone through so many changes as to who I am. You know, sort of between the age of 22 and 25, I suffered from depression and anxiety massively. Uh, where sometimes I felt like I, I was locked indoors and I didn't want to go out and I struggled with self-belief, self-esteem, self-worth. I've always had this ability to sort of change things about myself and improve who I am and come out the other side a different person. And I think there was a massive connection with Doctor Who and watching that and thinking to myself, I guess it's kind of like the Doctor, isn't it? You know, the Doctor, he goes through the bad times just before he or she regenerates and um, comes out a different person and an, perhaps an improved person, if you look at it that way. So I would say the doc- that Doctor Who has meant a lot to me because it's always been there throughout my life and it's always been something that I've looked at as relevant to who I am. And the way Doctor Who changes is also similar to the way that I've changed. Sorry, that's yeah. a bit deep, isn't it? <laughs> no, that's, that's what I'm going for. That's beautiful. No, amazing. <laughs> it's a difficult one to come back on that isn't it because like like I didn't even have to think about that answer I've always known that Doctor Who has been there Mm. for me and in my life right now I am the happiest I've ever been Mm. I'm the most content like I'm happy with who I am what I am where I'm going where I've been and I know you know all the difficulties I've had in my past with with Mm. you know with struggling to believe in myself but I finally feel like I am best version of me maybe it's my final regeneration I don't know so that's why Doctor Who has always meant a lot to me as well because I'm kind of glad that I found it when I was young because it was always there like even when I was even when Doctor Who wasn't on our screens um I could always go back and 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 watch an episode and, and and just sort of remind myself that people change I felt comfortable knowing that yeah I do change but I'm not going to apologize for that and I'm happy with that it's it's part of the same question but to what extent do you think TV has the power to heal you I mean you've kind of covered it (laughs) slightly with your answer but you feel like Doctor Who has helped you become who you are yeah definitely I think all TV does I think I have an obsession and an interest in a few things that I haven't actually mentioned which is um, anything to do with Egypt and and sort of like Mm. the history of Egypt and also space I love space so I always feel a great sense of enjoyment when I watch those programs yeah and also something that's on at the moment Spring Watch that always has the ability to make me feel close to nature. I can't be a billionaire that sends, sends a rocket to space. I can't travel up to space. It's unlikely that I'll go to Egypt, you know, and it's not always possible for me to go out and see nature. And those are things that I enjoy having in my life or enjoy knowing about. Mm. TV brings those to me. Mm. So it might not be exactly the same. I don't have the, the sense of smell in nature. I will never understand what it's like to be in space. And then maybe one day I will go to Egypt, okay? But mm. ancient Egypt is someplace I can't go. I'm not a time traveller. <laughs> yeah. TV brings those to me. It it brings those to my door. It gives me that chance to feel close to the things that I enjoy. It always has. So take me through. What are your five favourite or just five episodes that you love of TV? See, a lot of them are to do with Doctor Who. Um, okay, tell me so... because I have opinions. <laughs> A lot of them are modern as well, strangely. Um, but I will start off with, I've got it somewhere here. Um, my DVD, can't remember where it is, but I've got a DVD of the BBC Lion and the Witch in the Wardrobe. Um, okay. And it's got the whole Narnia collection on it, actually. Okay. Um, but the, the BBC Lion and the Witch in the Wardrobe is um, one of my favourite TV shows. Um, mm. I should have perhaps mentioned that at some point in the past, but yeah, it, <laughs> just, it just occurred to me that that's... <laughs> I prefer it to the to the Hollywood one because it just has a lot more charm. And maybe it's because I watched it when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I remember watching it when it was on TV. I think I watched it when it was on TV or, or it was a rerun. And then we watched it at school. And then I got it on tape. And it shows my age. And then about two or three years ago, I was in a charity shop. And I was like, they have the whole collection on DVD for £6. 
and um, I just couldn't help but buy it. And it just takes me back to a time when I have this sort of, there's a satisfaction of looking at how TV was made by, back then with all the, you know, there's no CGI or all the CGI that they do is, is really lame. Mm. Um, but if anyone could get out there and watch the original Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, that was the BBC one, I would recommend it. Really enjoyable. Now, the other TV shows that I'm going to go for will probably be Blink, Doctor Who. I watch that so often. <laughs> I watch that so often. I don't know why I'm not bored of it yet, but yeah, it's one of those that I watch it's, often. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Because um, we love Blink and we love mm. um, Moffat's single stories when mm. Russell T Davis was showrunner but then we sort of found him to be trying and when he was showrunner i find that difficult to answer because when under russell davis stewardship moffat was a brilliant writer his yeah. his stories really added to everything and blink is one of the best doctor who stories of all time so that's definitely got to be in there then i will go for last of the time lords because it was a modern day master and i love the master i um, mean do you I'm, want to include just the three as the trilogy or just Last of the Timelines? Yeah, we'll go for that. Let's have that. That makes my life so much easier. We'll go for the, <laughs> the trilogy, yeah, from Utopia onwards. Yeah. Um, because that tells such a good story at the end of an amazing arc as well. In fact, I've probably got to watch that again this week. I know I'm working this week, but I'm going to I'm gonna stick that on in the background, I think, because I've, I've not watched that in a little while. And it actually has great memories for me as well, because um, uh, my nephew Xavier and I, we've always watched Doctor Who together. It was our one big connection. And those three episodes, for some reason, are always the ones that we talk about and we used to uh, when he was younger um he used to have his little sonic screwdriver from the doctor and i had um, the master's version and we used to battle and things so um amazing yeah uh, no, memories yeah i mean utopia is an amazing episode it's such a surprise and it's so mm. well done sound yeah. of drums is like i mean i love those sorts of episodes where it's kind of you're on the run a bit and it's mm. an apocalyptic situation um, Lost of the Time Lords is my least favourite part of the trilogy, but it's still good. Um, I think it's got a good payoff. That's why I like it. Um, yeah. I think the payoff was well worth waiting for. There was only one thing that I wasn't too keen on in that was how they, I guess it works in a way, but uh, how they um, got uh, the 10th Doctor to recover from being shrunk down to that little yeah. goblin type thing. Yeah. That's, the only thing. that's the only thing I don't like, but the rest Doctor, of it. isn't it? He's... <laughs> Even stands up with his hands up like this, doesn't he? And it's like, yeah, oh. it's it's not the best. But um, let's um, agree to we will we'll cover this officially when we do a Doctor Who podcast, because otherwise we're just going to keep going on and on about yeah. Doctor Who. <laughs> it's it's I, I don't know what your title of this episode is going to be. It's going to be like literally something about Doctor Who, and well, we'll get to that because my last question is: if a TV show is based on your life, what would it be called? Ooh. So we'll get to that. <laughs> but you've still got two more episodes to cover. Ah, um, so, God, blimey. It's going to be Doctor Who again, but I'm trying not to be Doctor Who. Everything comes back to Doctor Who. If your five favourite episodes of Doctor Who yeah. and Lion, Witch and the Wardrobe, that is fine. Go for it. 50th anniversary Doctor Who, because that was magical. That was truly one of my okay. favourite shows. And okay. I'm going to go for either Robot or Logopolis. Robot. Doctor okay. Who historic cool. episode. There we go. I've already mentioned it, so we go for that one. No, that's was... fine. You got a classic. That's fine. <laughs> that was so difficult, man. I, that is the most <laughs> difficult set of questions because I know there are other TV episodes that I've really enjoyed. But I can't quite put my finger on ones that I would have chosen at this point. Um, yeah. I think I think I would have gone for. I know there's a couple of Breaking Bad episodes that I really like. Um, and I know there are other TV shows that I've had that are episodes I really like. Like for example, oh, we've mentioned in between us the Thought Park episode. I really like as well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I might need to write a blog listing the reasons. Ten episodes. I'll write a blog and send it to you, and you can tweet that out at okay, some point. Cool, <laughs> cool. Um, so I mean, it's mostly Doctor Who and A Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and the 50th anniversary. Good choice. Um, I mean, that is in that is right in the middle of Moffat is mm. era. That's you know, not during his best time, but you thought that episode pulled it out of the bag. Yeah, it just, I think it's just the magic of it all, isn't it? When, you know, like, you're, you're like me, you've been a Doctor Who fan for a long, long time. And to have a 50th anniversary episode that was, it was more of the um, sort of Easter eggs that were in it as well. You know, like Tom Baker being in it. Oh man, mm. that was that was amazing. Or the moment when, no wait, all 13 of them, did they say? When, mm. when Capaldi's Doctor arrived mm. 
you know, just, just the little moments and finally being back on, on Gallifrey and, you know, seeing Gallifrey there and obviously it's, you know, being destroyed, etc. Um, and finally having an episode with Time Lords that wasn't all about them being, okay, they're still bad guys, etc. But it, it felt more like the old school Time Lords. I just really enjoyed it. I even, this is, this is harsh, man. I even miss my sister's wedding torture. Wow, okay. That's a revelation <laughs> for near the end of the podcast. I like it. It's a, it's yeah. It's not my favorite. I gotta be honest. I, I mean, I've read all the stories about how you know Stephen Moffat was trying to persuade um, Christopher Eccleston to be in it, and I'm mm. a Christopher Eccleston. He's my favorite Doctor. He was yeah. it's my favorite season, and so um, I am gutted that he didn't want to be in it, and I can see how Stephen Moffat had to try and readjust the plot line to. Mm. Uh, to do it because Chris Ferguson didn't want to be a part of it, um, but I still I still enjoy it. I I think seeing Matt Smith and David Tennant together is amazing. Mm. Just having David Tennant back, um, all the little details. I think there's some clever stuff in there. It's fun, yeah. But for there's other reasons that I don't want to get into that we should save for a bigger podcast. We'll we'll um, drop the Doctor Who stuff there because I mean I, yeah I've been watching Doctor Who since it came back, and I have so many opinions on so many things and to be honest i do need to re-watch a lot of the moffat era stuff because i just mm. i have only seen it once and so if we do a doctor who podcast and me you and my friend andrew then we are gonna i'm gonna have to rewatch them um to bolster my opinions but yeah um Dead doctor that is a i watched that in the cinema in southampton because i was at uni i bought tickets i watched it in a cine world that that no longer no longer exists um and yeah that was a that was a that was a special thing watching it but um yeah it was a good it was a good episode the next part of that question is kind of something you already covered anyway it it was do they have anything in common in regards to your emotional state of things i mean considering the the mostly all doctor who is there anything mm-hmm. particular that connects them um yeah i mean if you heard like the previous podcasts mm. you know there were there were themes that were actually connected um, by the episode so anything like that at all I don't think there is I think it's just ones that I connected with um, individually I mean mm. I I probably could have chosen um, it's just come to me Children of Earth Torchwood as well I know it's still related to Doctor Who yes but you know if I'm thinking about TV shows I like it tends to usually be something like that something that's like big and dramatic and um, it feels okay. like there's no way out no escape and then they find an escape which is the same with Blink you know it's like how how do they get to the end of that situation? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think the the thing that ties in most of those episodes is there always seems to be the end of the road that you can't escape yeah. from. And then suddenly there's something that undoes all of that. Um, okay. It's the only thing I could probably think about for all of those. Um, <laughs> it, it seems like you've just got a strong connection to watching Dogs Who over the years. You're talking to someone that chose The Undertaker and then Charlie from Casualty. So, you know. Oh my God, that is a mix. <laughs> A mix and a half, Jesus. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I could stay and just talk about Doctor Who, but I'm mm. going to leave that for another time. But I'll move on to our last question, which is, if a TV show was based on your life, what would it be called? And this is going to be the name of the podcast episode, so nothing rude. <laughs> oh, God, here he goes again. There we go. Oh, God, here he goes again. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep going on and on and on. So that perfectly portrays me as a person. Amazing. Well, that was fantastic. Is there anything else you want to mention or bring up at all about TV shows that you love? Something you want to talk about that we haven't covered? Something I want to talk about that we haven't covered. I mean, how much I loved Breaking Bad. But I mean, I, there's there's plenty of shows from when I was younger that I used to watch as well. You know, like um, Round the Twist. But I'm sure that the people that will be watching this won't have a clue about half the things i'm talking about so um, okay i mean you can do you can recommend i want you to recommend things as well if there's anything you think people should watch it's got to be something i would recommend that i've watched before i mean i would i would always tell people just to give casualty a go but there you go black mirror the whole whole (sighs) season of black mirror there we go i can't believe i haven't um thought about that before um oh my god yeah yeah, how did I not mention something that I have watched endlessly and always <laughs> recommend to people? Yeah, I can't, I, mean, I can't remember the I can't remember the titles of all the episodes because it's that thing on Netflix where I just let it play through. 
Yeah. Um, so I don't ever remember the t- t- names of the episodes, but I mean, um, I do. If you wanna, if there's anyone you want to talk about, I, I think I remember them. I'm trying to think of my favorite one. I I, I kind of like the one with the 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 killer bees, the bees that uh, kill people that they want to get rid of because that's yeah. quite political. Yeah. Do you remember that's, that's hated in the nation. You're just a genius. I love it. <laughs> um, I also like the one um shot in noir with the killer robot dogs, which not oh, many metal people head. like. Oh, Yeah, that. yeah, metal yeah, head. yeah. Um, I also like, strangely, yes, the one where they're uploaded to the cloud. What's that episode called? Oh, um, with the two ladies that fall in oh, love. Oh, San Junipero, yeah, yeah. Um, quite similar to Upload, funnily enough. Um, so I would say those ones are quite good. And also the one about was it? It wasn't called Black Museum or something, was it? Something like that. Yeah, there was one called Black Museum. Yeah, but that one was kind with, of with an that... anthology in an anthology. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I like that one as well. And that's quite relevant with everything that's going on currently, um, um, you know, with, with race across the world. So that, that's an episode I would recommend. But yeah, Black Mirror is amazing. How did I forget that? Jesus Christ. I mean, the funny thing about Black Mirror is that literally everyone has different opinions on what the best episodes. Like you mm. can go to like everyone and everyone will have like a different ranking of the episodes. Same for me. My favorite episode is, it's called 15 Million Merits. It's the one with... Um, Daniel Kalua in it. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of, you know, with the exercise bikes and they yeah, get yeah, points yeah. and points and it's like the talent show. Yeah, yeah. That one, that is my absolute favorite. I love that one. What's the name? Thingy Bryce Howard. That one as well. Bryce Dallas um, Howard. Yeah. Bryce, yeah. That that's quite a good one because that's very, again, that's very topical, isn't it? Because like people yeah. are so, they want people to like their photos and everything. And like you think yeah. to yourself, literally 20 years, 30 years from now, that could be how things are you know and if you're not popular you don't get that job and if you're not popular you're not allowed into that place and god it's sad really but yeah that was the the payoff at the end of that one as well where she's like i don't care and she starts shouting through the through the cage which is amazing that's great i love that man have you ever seen inside number nine no okay so um have you ever seen uh, the League of Gentlemen, like yep. uh, you know, Mark Gattis and yep. so Steve Pemberton and Reece Shearsmith from League of Gentlemen? It's their show they did after Psychoville, and it's just an anthology show like Black Mirror. It's slightly more horror tinged, uh, more sort of black comedy, mm. um, and it has like more twists. And they're all half an hour episodes, all of them. And there's about four or five seasons now, and that is amazing. It's it's probably now, it doesn't have a better hit record than Black Mirror, but it has a similar sort of, you know, there's everyone has different episodes, and that is phenomenal. You know, some of those episodes I would say are better than Black Mirror's best episodes. Just watch the first two from season one, and you'll be hooked, and you'll want to watch more because they're so well written. Like the first episode is set entirely in a wardrobe, um, whilst during a game of sardines, and it, <laughs> it's it's insane. And so many episodes are brilliant, and yeah, those guys are geniuses. Um, yeah. Um, so, I mean, Black Mirror has, its last couple of seasons has had less amazing episodes in it. Mm. It's kind of, there's only one a season that's good. Like the last season, there was only three episodes and even the best episode wasn't like amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Inside Number Nine, generally, they have at least a good couple of absolute bangers. I would watch that. That is on Netflix or probably BBC Player. Um, but Ooh. yeah. If you like Batman, yeah. check that out. I'm going to give that a go. That'll give me something to get my teeth into as well while I'm working this week. You will, so, yeah. You'll binge through it, and then I want to see your ranking of the episodes <laughs> as well, because I ranked all the episodes. Um, yeah, so that is amazing. Okay, I mean, unless there's anything else, I think that's probably time to call. I do have one more quote, which is, if I get this right, I think oh, it's... yes, of course. I am the one who knocks from Breaking Bad. Um, okay, so that's a full speech, and you've just said the little part. So you're gonna have to do the whole. I can't. Speech. I can't do the whole part. I can't remember <laughs> it because I've been trying to think about it. And like, you probably know it. You I know, know your wordsmith. No. But but the phrase with "I am the one who knocks" is amazing. That that like moment is incredible in that in that in that show. It it's, really is um, the summation summation of that character, isn't it? Better Call Saul is also amazing though. If you haven't seen that, I've watched series one. And then I kept forgetting to watch the rest, but I need to watch. It's one of those that's on on my list to watch. So again, it's phenomenal. It's yeah. everyone kind of agrees that it's as good as Breaking Bad at this point. Um, it's yeah, it's phenomenal TV show, and it's a lot slower paced than Breaking Bad, and it's kind of more methodical mm-hmm. and more intricate. Yeah, I need yeah. to get back into that because I know I know that you've been watching it. I, I see your reviews for it, and I'm like. <laughs> 
I definitely need to get back into that. It's one of those shows that, like I've said with the with with other things, sometimes if I really really want to take an interest in a show, I don't watch it because I want to give it the the effort that it deserves. Yeah. There are other things that I can I can watch. It's probably a grade. Like Casualty is probably bottom of that list where I could just watch it with my eyes closed and still come out of it going, oh yeah, I know what happened. Yeah. Then there's the middle tier ones where I could be sat on the computer typing up something, watching it and still take it in. But then there's the ones that I really want to give a lot of attention to. And that's, you know, Better Call Saul fits into that because I really enjoyed season one, but I need to make sure that I'm fully focused on it, I think. Yeah, it is on par Breaking Bad. Absolutely one of my favourite shows. It's just so well written. It's incredible, mm. incredibly well performed and made. And it has that slowness of pace. So like in the way Breaking Bad did as well, where it kind of just takes its time to mm. tell the story. Can I finish off by saying one more thing that's just occurred to me? Yeah, go on then. Everyone should also watch the first three seasons of Dexter, and then we can end the podcast there because that's another one I love. So, okay, I've never seen Dexter. Um, I know people have said it's amazing, but then everyone says like it becomes terrible, mm. and that's kind of what's put me off because it's like I don't know, should I? Because I don't, I don't want to watch a show and then not finish it, even though it's probably rubbish. I don't know. Yeah, it's um the first three seasons are some of the best tv i've watched i absolutely love it i've actually watched uh, so i've watched the full thing once and i've watched seasons one to three at least another two times i think yeah so if you can talk yourself out of going through with the whole thing i mean if you if you've got the time to go through it or do it because at least you've got the end of the story then which i think is important um but some of the best storytelling is that is in the first couple of seasons first mm. few seasons okay yeah. But I will I will leave it at that because I could probably just now keep on remembering all the things well, that I should have spoken about. Well, I mean, to be honest, you know, I mean, this is a completely free podcast. So um, in the future, we will do a part two and you can come back and talk about some other shows that you love. A non-geeky one. Let's do that. Let's come back and I will do an episode where I talk about everything that's not to do with space, time travel. <laughs> I, I don't care. I just I just want you to talk about what you love. Um, love it, man. And Thank so, you. yeah, we'll do a part two at some point in the future, but we also do the Doctor Who podcast and we'll arrange that because that is going to be a lengthy yep. MF. But I will leave it there and I will say thank you very much for joining Cheers, me mate. on this episode of TV Therapy. Thank you very much. Thank you. So that was Dennis talking about his favourite TV shows. And that is it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening if you managed to get this far. And please continue to support the podcast in any way that you can. Follow, subscribe, like, share and suggest anything that you think might be improvable. So thank you very much. See you later.